welcome back to How a Mama Without Drama. I'm your host, Nellie Westby, and today is titled Overprotection is a Form of Rejection. I chose this topic because as a mom, it is our first instinct, or at least it was mine, to want to be a mama bear and overprotect my children. Parents are instinctively protective and desire to prevent hurt feelings, failures, illnesses, and so much more. The only stage of parenting that I believe we should be overprotective is during the formative years, birth through kindergarten. We need to be certain they are developing a strong moral compass and encircled with healthy relationships and positive influences. As they get older, the truth is overprotectiveness conveys to the child a sense that the world is dangerous. Further, overparenting generates a sense that children cannot accomplish things on their own. The child will not learn independence or the ability to cope with ordinary activities. If effort is not required to obtain most things, this leads a child to an unrealistic view of the world. Although the parent's intentions may be well, it will hamper that child's holistic growth and development. How do you know if you're overprotective? You can ask yourself, do you micromanage nearly everything your children do? Do you spend excessive amounts of time consoling your child? Are you trying to shield your child from making mistakes? If you answer yes to these questions, you are overindulging. I'm going to take it one step further and say that overprotection is a form of rejection. We are essentially saying we don't believe you can do it and you need me. The message the child receives from the parent is that it's not necessary for the child to do much of anything. They never face the fearful consequence of failure. Keep in mind, every time you take responsibility for someone else, you take it away from them and they don't grow up. This just happened to me a couple days ago when I went to the store to buy a new frying pan because my youngest son loves to experiment with different recipes that he sees. And so he goes through a lot of the pans. I was asking the gentleman in the store which pan he recommends most, explaining that my son does a lot of wear and tear to them. And he said, well, you shouldn't let your kids cook. I never let my kids cook until they moved out. But I said, oh, no, I want my kids to cook. I want them to be independent. And I want them to learn how to experiment with things so they could, again, face if they do something wrong. I give this one very small example to say, if I take responsibility for him, then I take it away from him. They need to learn to make mistakes and grow. As a parent, you are not raising this child to fly and soar when you're overprotecting them. You're simply raising them to be dependent. We do not want to raise attached teenagers and attached adults. When we continue to remove obstacles our children's face, they don't understand the need to make a difference in the world because they learn from that parent that there's no lasting problems. If and when your children make a mistake, please don't take the responsibility for their mistake. I can give you hundreds of examples where it's so easy to step in, but that's why it's imperative to allow them to learn through these stages. With our own children, if any situations arose, whether at school, sports, church, etc., we did not step in and speak for them unless we really had to. So a most recent example of this was last year, my son had a substitute teacher and the teacher was joking around with the kids and my child, I'm not going to say his name, is a buster. So he took it a little too far. And the teacher messaged us and said, although the behavior was nothing atrocious or outlandish, he just felt that my son took it too far and it was a little disrespectful. So we sat our child down and explained to him that he needed to apologize to the teacher. And he said, well, he was joking around with us first. I didn't do anything that was out of the ordinary. And I certainly wasn't intentional. And we said, well, we understand that, but he's still the adult and he's still your teacher. So you need to show respect. 
So we had him email the teacher until he was going to see him the next time. And then he found out that that teacher wasn't going to be returning because he was sub the next day. So um, he emailed him again and asked what time he can call him. And he called the teacher. So he emailed first and explained to him he's sorry if he was disrespectful anyway. And then he also called the teacher on his lunch break and apologized. We didn't call for him. He needs to take accountability and responsibility. And again, I don't think it was malicious per se, but he definitely took it a little too far. And it's not our place to step in and do that. He's of age where he needs to take that accountability for himself. This doesn't only apply to situations like this. It is when we do our children's homework for them. We keep track of what they're eating. We organize all of their activities. We micromanage their friendships and on and on. There's a time to stand up and speak as a parent on behalf of your child if situations escalate or if you feel there's a true injustice being done. Otherwise, try to avoid overparenting through excessive control as it has such negative consequences. The consequences are also ir irreversible and will cause more harm than good in the long run. We should not impede on our children's development and foster a healthy sense of confidence in them. This is the best thing we can do to protect our children in the long term. Until next time. Thank you.